kai kai gemaya olodo kai 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 asesu olodo kai 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 gemaya olodo kai 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 asesu olodo hello and welcome to the cosmic egg this is episode 19 folks episode 19 19 is the number of the sun if you have a tarot deck but we're not going to be talking much about the sun in these next few episodes uh during October because it isn't the season of the sun it's the season of the moon it's the season of the witch must be the season of the witch must be the season of the witch yeah must be the season of the And so for the month of October we'll look at some uh, music that surrounds witchcraft and uh, what not. We'll look into witchcraft itself and wicca, voodoo, and a few other topics of like magic and uh, some music related to these topics as well. To introduce witchcraft, I'm going to read an excerpt from John Whiteside Parsons, also known as Jack Parsons. He is the rocket scientist uh, accredited with getting us to the moon. His book Freedom is a Two-Edged Sword includes um a, a small chapter uh, called the witchcraft and i'm going to read a small piece just from the very beginning of that we are the witchcraft we are the oldest organization in the world when man was born we were we sang the first cradle song we healed the first wound we comforted the first terror we were the guardians against the darkness the helpers on the left hand side Rock drawings in the Pyrenees remember us, and little clay images made for an old purpose when the world was new. Our hand was on the old stone circles, the monolith, the dolmen, and the druid oak. We sang the first hunting songs. We made the first crops to grow. When man stood naked before the powers that made him, we sang the first chant of terror and wonder. We wooed among the pyramids. watched Egypt rise and fall ruled for a space in Chaldean Babylon the Magian kings we sat among the secret assemblies of Israel and danced the wild and stately dances in the sacred groves of Greece in China and Yucatan in Kansas and Kurdistan we are one all organizations have known us no organization is of us when there is too much organization we depart We are on the side of man, of life, and of the individual. That concludes what I wanted to read from that first paragraph of The Witchcraft by Jack Parsons, who is absolutely right when he says witchcraft is the oldest organization known to man, basically. Uh because uh to, well to understand that you need to understand what a witch is, uh, uh the use of magic and what not. But this will take us back to the earliest man, the earliest and first homo sapiens, you might say, or perhaps beyond that. It is uh the witch is uh the comes from the etymology of wise she's the old wise woman this goes back to the ancient times when there were hunters and gatherers the gatherers were going out and they were discovering herbs and different things that uh, were healthy for us or healed and also killed but um over time they accumulated a lot of knowledge they became our first doctors just through trial and error and um And this is what we're referring to by witchcraft, the craft of the witch. But it goes further than that, of course. It's not just um 
uh, herbs or healing herbs and stuff like that, or the discovery of that, it's also cookware. It's also clothing and things like that. Now, in these modern times, witches are not really associated with doctors, which is a shame because that's really, they're basically their beginnings, right? But that's the way it goes. Uh, over the uh, centuries, things have changed, and people mostly focus on the magic part of it, the ceremonies and rituals. Uh, so I guess we'll talk a little bit about that, too, uh, during these episodes. Um, who would want to be a witch? Uh, and you wouldn't say to someone today, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. Oh, you're going to be a witch. You wouldn't say that. Today, there are a multitude of different reasons for becoming a witch or looking into witchcraft, and often it has to do with the connection to nature, to the universe itself. But just as it is with yoga, many aspects of magic and witchcraft are steeped in science. In fact, the word magic, when spelled with a final K, means the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with the will. And of course, science is placed before art. It is science first. And by this, they mean uh, utilizing scientific tools as they advance, such as using uh, MRIs or CTs to scan the brain uh, when a person's uh, utilizing their yoga and to see what effects are actually occurring. Or in other uh, forms of magic, uh, of course, you're using uh, the method of science, which is experimentation and the recording of all of the conditions and repeated experimentations and repeated uh, results. Uh, even in ancient uh, alchemy, uh, the forerunner of uh, modern chemistry, the, al the ancient alchemists had the motto Salve et Coagula, analysis and synthesis. So um, magic is indeed steeped in science and science and magic. They actually work in tandem. There are three types of ritual. There's the ceremonial, the dramatic, and the sympathetic. In witchcraft, it is often uh, more the dramatic um, or the ceremonial which takes place. As an example of the sympathetic magic, uh, one might envision a voodoo doll. Now, in modern times, we picture a voodoo doll as something uh, where somebody makes this doll in the likeness of someone else and uh, it forms a magical link between them and the doll by using their hair or pieces of their clothing and stuff. And then they um, will prick the uh, doll with a pin or do something to the doll and it will simultaneously affect the individual uh, of whom its likeness is made in. Okay, so this is sympathetic magic. Now, I should say original voodoo, hoodoo, if you look that up, the original form of it was not about hurting people. It was actually about healing people. Okay, there was a general, generally a circle of people and they were holding colored yarn or, or a string and which was all attached to a singular doll, the image of that person who was ill or injured. And they would run their fingers down the yarn towards the doll as they chanted and chanted and sent healing energy to the doll, which would then simultaneously affect the individual and hopefully speed up their recovery, okay? But that doesn't make for a good movie. So, and superstitious people love hurtful things. So um, that's where the voodoo doll and the hurting people come into it and the chickens and the rooster and the perfectly black hen. Of course, that went on for thousands of years. So it also is quite ancient in and of itself. But the original hoodoo or voodoo, when you go back, it's actually about healing. Now, for um, a ceremonial, this is strictly kind of a, a ritual. You have set patterns. You have 
God names vibrated into the air. You're, often you have weapons uh, uh, that represent the four uh, energies of fire, water, air, and earth. There's also spirit in there. It's also included, but we're just talking about this right now for the weapons, fire, water, air, and earth, northeast, southwest, and the four corners, and so on and so forth. So this is uh, often their symbols. Uh, there's imagination being used. You're drawing out pentagrams with your sword. You're calling up God names. You're, you're working within a circle or a particular type of square, uh, depending on the ritual and type of magic you're using, and so on and so forth. But it's pretty much straightforward like that. You're invoking something, drawing down an energy, and putting it into something, or calling a, a certain energy forth and communicating with it either through an invocation, that's when you draw something down inside you, which is benevolent, um, or an evocation, where something's not so nice and you want to put it outside yourself so it doesn't hurt you. And therefore, you are in maybe a protective circle. Outside the circle, there is a triangle in which you would draw down the energy of the not-so-nice energy, the malevolent energy and uh, work with it there. That's more your uh, ceremonial magic. The dramatic uh, ritual is much more, it has combinations of ceremonial, but there's also often dancing and there's different things and often it can be much more movie-like where you're, where you're got characters and more people and you're doing these plays and you're building up the energy, building it up and, uh, to, uh, to a big uh, climax in which the energy is released and boom, the magic is set into motion. So this can even be done on stage and it has been done on stage in the past by groups where they'll perform on stage. And that's more your dramatic rituals done, which can be done in live audience because they're much more entertaining. And the benefits is that you have more people and if everybody's on the right note, you might say, you can build up an incredible amount of energy and that's what you want to do. When you're working alone, of course, it's more ceremonial magic, right? Although you can get into the dramatic by yourself, by throwing yourself into a trance through dancing or whatever. That's a little different. But, it, you know, these aren't strict rules. They can be, you know, mingled among each other. I guess I don't need to tell you that in witchcraft, the moon plays a very big role. And it does. Um, and the goddess plays an incredibly big role. But they do not leave out the masculine as where most uh, religions, uh, patriarchal religions and Christianity and whatnot have a masculine only kind of side to it. Um, with the earlier pagan, you have the god and the goddess equal across from each other, the sun and moon, playing off one another. One is no more important than the other, but people have a particular affinity for the moon, especially females, because the moon is so feminine. The uh, witchcraft tends to draw in a lot of women and so, of course, the moon is going to play a more significant role for them. But it's not to, to forget the men, because the men are involved too. And for the men, they are there in the position of the sun, the ancient horned one, the green man of spring, Sir Nunos. We'll delve more into uh, witchcraft and the moon, etc. Uh, later. Right now, let's listen to some music. And I got to tell you, a lot of this music is in, uh, not going to be about actual witchcraft. Actual witchcraft is the music itself and how it's put together to cause a certain effect. Musical instruments are ritual tools, tools for a ritual. Whenever you go to see a performer, you're going to see their ritual. 
I'll play the songs back to back and I'll list the song title and artist in the description. So jump on your broomsticks and let's ride. Those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it Are you a fool? You'll be kissed by a witch one night in the world. <laughs>